0: Are you ready?
1: A shot of wrestling episode 245. And wait, wait, go!
0: Wait, so take a shot. What is that the message you
1: got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock, so take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah, I'm a street breaker. I'm a heart This is my time. Prince of Strict plan, they took poor, but to seek and destroy it's a SOW. Let me hear you make no take
0: a shot. is that the message? you got We are about to go live are any of the prophets who take a shot.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a shot of wrestling. I am your host at Michael J. Putty, and uh, we're starting year six, I think for the first time in like the last three, maybe four years. I usually do the show by myself, my birthday show, I should say, my birthday show, get to have fun, relax, unwind, engage with you in a pri- private conversation. Not this year, Mark's here. Mark, what's going on?
0: It, it, it feels like... By the way, it is me, Mark Schwande, Hollywood assassin, your favorite actor. Uh, thanks for the intro, Putty. It feels like... That you'd much rather do the show by yourself, that you don't want anyone around here, that you want the show to sink and fail, and, uh, and and I don't know what, what you're going to do with it after that.
1: Oh, I've been, that you made want? no secret about that. That's absolutely true.
0: W- why, why? It's, you it's such
1: a pain it? in my ass. <sighs> well,
0: why you're, am I like, here? You're a diva. Well,
1: you're such a diva to deal well, with sometimes. I'm like, I just want to relax, have a good time, and then like you always have to do like, well, you know, I'm going to do this one.
0: But anyway, oh, Mark. you want to me! Po- it's you been have fantastic.
1: I am 38 years old. They say you're. Only a, they say you're only as old as you feel. Right? That's the saying.
0: I think so. So that how old how old are you? 75.
1: I died three years ago. <laughs>
0: you're in a joke. negative.
1: My favorite joke. They <laughs> say it all the time. But yeah, it's uh, you know, Mark. You know it from last week. Birthdays this year suck. Can't really do anything. Hanging out with anybody. Had a doctor's appointment because I'm. An adult it's boring found out recently a couple days ago mark that a co-worker of mine tested positive for covid19 mm. thankfully i don't have any real i don't work with them too closely so on the way home from the doctor i saw one of those walk-in places there was no line oh wow that's rare so i get well now it's the digital line so technically there was a line so i went in they told me they'll text me in like two hours come back it came back i'm a-okay i'm fantastic thank god Good. Like, big relief so that was my birthday mark
0: <laughs> happy birthday yep. yeah no i feel like, man like this year was not like a normal type of birthday for me either uh, we discussed that too uh but you know tried to make the most of it and uh you know hopefully I have a delayed celebration at some point this year because I, I i am positive i was having a conversation with a friend earlier today I'm, I'm positive at some point later this year it's gonna feel like the roaring 20s i think things are gonna open back up again i think things can get better more people will be vaccinated I, I see I see, the light. I see hope here.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, maybe I'll maybe thinking about doing something for my half birthday. I'm not a big birthday guy in general. I don't like doing stuff for my birthday.
0: Yeah, you hate your birthday.
1: I know that. But for like after everything we've been through, if we're all good about my half birthday, I might do something
0: by then. You know, I I hate the whole half birthday concept, but this year, it works. I might make yeah. an exception. Yeah. I really might.
1: I kind of grew up with the whole half birthday thing because my aunt's birthday – is my half birthday?
0: Oh, really? So her. Okay.
1: So my birthday is her half birthday, and every year she reminds me of it. I'm another. Well, like, see, I'm a half year older. I'm like, so I've always grew up with the, the concept of half birthdays because it's, it's a known
0: subject in my family. But that makes more sense. Yeah. Like when you break it down like that, I was like, oh, that's actually that's actually kind of nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't celebrate or do anything, but it's just a concept right. I'm like a fully aware of. Maybe in 2021, Mark, we'll do some half birthday shit.
0: Cheers tonight. I Maybe mean, We'll go to Fire Island, right? Right? Go to, uh, go to Ocean Beach. Get fucked up. There you go, bro. Let's do this. Oh, there we go. I mean, when what, what, what month is our half birthday? I, I have never August. done the math on that. It's August. Oh, perfect. That's perfect Ocean Beach time. Damn right, right? It's in the summer.
1: I think I thought about doing it a couple years ago. I didn't do anything for my birthday. I thought about doing something for my half birthday. I think it was a big storm or something. Well, let's do it like a casino cruise. Hmm. Out of Long Island, it'd be like a great time. Everyone loves to drink, gamble, have a good time, and uh, it fell through.
0: I've done that with Carson, actually.
1: Casino How was they? The fun?
0: I was blacked out drunk, so. so that's not like a theme here, Mark. What? Blacked, be, out, being drunk. blacked out drunk. Yeah. Dude, so pretty much most of my 20s, blacked out drunk. Wow. Good for you. Like All all I was focused on in my 20s was just partying and having a good time. Yeah, that you was should it. Be. Didn't, didn't care about anything else. I. I you know, I, I always had the f- dream of being an actor and all that, but I, I never really fully applied myself until like my late 20s, I would say.
1: Did you hear the, there's a study that came out this past week about if you could stay one age for the rest of your life, what age would it be?
0: What, what's the age?
1: The winner, the overwhelming winner was 36. 36?
0: Why? That's interesting.
1: You got your, you, I mean, some of us, not me, have a successful career, you got your life set in touch. You get sometimes you got a family. I don't think I, my right away was going to the twenties, my early twenties. No, hanging out, had a good time with everybody. Had to just having fun. I remember, what, I don't remember what fun is anymore.
0: See, that that was fun, but I don't know if I'd really want to relive that again because I made a lot of bad decisions. um How do you know you don't remember any of them? You're blackout. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember quite a bit. I would say thirty for me was my best year. Really. Thirty, like, I was, I was like full blown swinging into, into the acting career. I was, I was doing really well with it. Um, I was still young enough to enjoy life, but at the same time, like had the knowledge to like, I don't know, do like the right thing and and, and um, apply myself in a positive way. It, it felt really good. I was in good shape mentally and physically. Like I, I was hitting on all cylinders. Thirty was probably my best year. That's um, awesome. How old
1: are you now? You're 33, 34?
0: 35. Oh,
1: Oh, you're halfway there. Halfway to 40.
0: (laughs) Can't wait. I'm waiting for 40.
1: Hopefully, 40 is much better. 30s have sucked for me, man. That's why I think we're back to the 20s. Well,
0: when you say about 36, I'm looking forward to 36 now. There you go. I have have a lot of things in the works where I could make 36 probably the best year of my life. Probably, bro. Kids,
1: career. Hopefully. Hopefully. We got that other podcast we're talking about.
0: Maybe that could be successful no 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 more podcasts for me <laughs> this, movie, this is
1: it we got it. that movie one we gotta
0: talk about this is it i i have such little time oh here we go that, here we go I,
1: I do thank you dude i thank you from the bottom of my heart everyone listening for sparing some of your important valuable time to enlighten the, us with that shit-eating grin and your useless knowledge
0: my useless knowledge get out of here <laughs> i have a lot of knowledge i can spare i, think I was, could help you out think, buddy I doubt that.
1: I doubt that. Um, uh, I think we're just rambling on now about nothing kind of depressing. Let's get into some news. Any fun news this week, Mark? To uplift us? Get the show back on track?
0: Uh, Yeah. Kind of. That's no, not, not
1: really. That's not confident. Great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. Well, it's the big show. <laughs> well, it looks like Paul White is going to AEW, man. Some big news over there. It looks like he's going to be doing commentary for the new YouTube show, AEW Dark Elevation. And it looks like he's going to be doing commentary for them. It's going to be a long-term deal for AEW. And apparently, he's expecting to do uh, some competition as well. Now, putting with this, i just mean, shocked. Everyone, I think, to hear this about Big Show going over to AEW, I yeah. uh, did not see that coming at all. Do you think this is more of a shock factor, or is this actually a big deal for AEW or the Big Show, and/or the Big Show? I should say it's a shock factor. It was like it's more I, of a shock factor, right? It's
1: like oh, I got it, gotcha, type deal. It was just because if you held a gun to my head and told me to list a hundred wrestlers from WWE who I would think jump ship to AEW, uh, Big Show would not be on the list. No. Because he's not wrestling anymore. So he's not even on anybody's radar. He's, get, he's collecting a paycheck to sit home doing nothing, which is fantastic. Although he is,
0: he is in great shape, though. Yeah, I have to pretty, say, he's probably the best shape I've seen him
1: in. Now he's in the point of the career where if he does wrestle again, it'll be like a, an attraction match where it's a big show versus some somebody and to put him over. Shaq? Yeah.
0: Could be Shaq, for real.
1: So, um, yeah, I was surprised about this. Okay. Apparently he was disgruntled about the way he was handled on Legends Night with Randy Orton. So I went back to watch
0: I didn't it hear but that it wasn't that bad. Come on. I, it apparently it came down to the whole contract thing, not necessarily how he was handled, but it came down to the, the contract negotiations that was held that night uh, behind closed doors. So he didn't necessarily feel like, you know, he was getting the same love as he normally would from WWE, but at the same time, you know, why would they, you know, here's a man who is on his way out pretty much yeah. as far as being active, a full-time active competitor, Uh, You know, there's a lot of talent that they want to scoop up and sign. Uh, Why would they necessarily spend big bucks on the Big Show? I kind of understand from that business standpoint. Still, it is surprising that he went to AEW, but it seems like there's a lot left that he wants to prove. Uh, As McFoley said something along the lines of that uh, on Twitter.
1: Plus commentary? Big Show's never done commentary. So what the hell is this coming from?
0: Neither did we until we did, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, but we were asked to do it. Like, is this something, like, he he wants to, like, pursue? Did he want to do it? And they said no. They just came, like, the whole commentary thing came out, like, left field. I figured he'd come on AEW, do the whole Sting thing, come out and do a little get cheap pops. Well,
0: he's too big to be a manager of any sort. He really is too big to do that. Um, But, you know, he is a personality. I mean, the dude actually did have his own show on on Netflix at one point. You know, so he, he could probably do a pretty good job on commentary and keep in mind it's for it's not necessarily for the main show for dynamite it's for uh, a youtube show elevation so maybe that's just like about him you know getting his foot in the door in commentary as far as just trying it out see how he's going like fine tuning those nuances i don't necessarily know who he's going to be doing commentary with but again the one thing that stood out to me is the fact that they do expect them to compete Yeah, what's that about which i which i find interesting you know how often we're going to see him compete? Is it going to be like on a sting level? Is it going to be on a regular level? Is it going to be like once in a blue moon? Like, well, what are we talking about here? Initially, I was like, "Wow, this is such big news!" Like, you know, as think about it more and more, like it's it's not necessarily like the first time AEW took someone from WWE. You know, initially when I first heard this, I was like, "Wow, this is like Lex Luger going uh, going to Nitro all of a sudden." It's not.
1: Yeah, it really the part. Is. Yeah,
0: no. I mean, it's surprising in fact that, yes, as you said before, this is like the last person I would expect to see jump ship. But, you know, I mean, who else do we got the jump ship? We had Chris Jericho. We had John Moxley. Uh, we had Taz, Jake Snake Roberts. Uh, and the list goes on. A sting. But, you know, I, I think it does help AEW in a sense that, you know, you definitely have another vet out there who is respected. I, I think everyone in, in wrestling respects the big show. Uh, respects Paul White, excuse me. And... I think that gives them more clout, and especially for, like, the bigger guys, like Lance Archer and AEW, I I think that definitely helps because, like, there's a lot of vets out there, but a lot of smaller guys, like, smaller frame guys. You know, I I think to have a guy like Big Show to, like, you know, pass on his knowledge and his experience to some other of the bigger guys in that locker room, I think that would help go a long way for them. Yes,
1: I figured when I heard Big Show's going to AEW, I figured, all right, he's probably... Probably do some on-screen appearances, but he'll probably be backstage because he has a good mind for this business. The commentary just came in the left field. I'm like, oh wow, okay.
0: Keep in mind, it's for Elevation, so that's a mix of like, indie talent, like unsigned talent, and uh, some like newer signings, newer signings that uh, AEW mix with like a couple of vets in there. I-, I think that's huge experience for anyone that is performing at AEW Elevation because yes, not only will Big Show be calling matches, but he's going to be seeing firsthand what they're doing and, and and how they're performing and possibly get passed on his knowledge over to them.
1: Yeah. So, all right. mean you, we,
0: we, we've done commentary. We're firsthand. We see this stuff all the time. And mind you, me, me and you, we've never competed, but how many times were we asked, Hey, do you have any notes for us? How did they do? What yeah. did you think about it? Blah, blah, blah. It's still like, they do go to commentary for that. Yeah. It's all
1: right. Good for him. Best of luck in his future endeavors. Take care. <laughs>
0: I don't. All right, expect, well, I don't well, about
1: well, to see the big show in the WWE Hall of Fame anytime soon. But uh, no. right, take, care. I, take care. Take care. Take care. Uh, that's
0: a good point. That's a good point, boy. Do you see anyone then, like, like Chris Jericho, for example? Uh, you know, he's older. He went to went to AEW, jump ship. Do you think Jericho will ever go to the WWE Hall of Fame? Then? Do you see any of these ever? guys? Yeah. jump they, ship at AEW. Yeah.
1: yeah, ever? Yeah, soon? No,
0: no, no. It'll probably be after Vince McMahon dies
1: if he ever I does
0: now, if he ever does right shit I, I might go before Vince McMahon yeah. those and moving on so it looks like Bad Bunny is a big hit backstage in WWE he's been taking uh the training pretty seriously over there and it's apparently he's been really easy to work with as well uh so with that being said it looks like the plans for Bad Bunny and Damian Priest against the Miz and Morrison is still a go
1: yeah Ugh.
0: So I, I have to ask then, I mean, what does this mean for The Miz? I mean, obviously that means he's going to drop the belt uh, before WrestleMania. He's not going to go in as champion. You know, what's the point of this whole thing?
1: To make Drew McIntyre stay strong.
0: How does that make him stay strong, though? I, 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 I don't get that. He could still stay strong going into WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, it's just weird. Like, he, like So The Miz didn't beat him cleanly. No. So he's still strong. And now Bobby Lashley is going to get the belt from The Miz, apparently. It's not going to be Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. Both men still strong. It's, it's the whole
0: purpose for Drew McIntyre to win the belt in front of a crowd at WrestleMania? Is, oh, that, is this the whole purpose? I freaking hope not. I really freaking hope not. Because it, it's not going to get the same pop. No. It's not going to get the same. That's no disrespect to Bobby Lashley at all. It, it, it's, it's just. Apparently,
1: a lot of people want to see Bobby Lashley a champion. They're reading online. They think he deserves I it. It's about time he gets I it. I, okay.
0: I wouldn't mind seeing it. You got to be careful I what you're doing here in front
1: of a crowd. You can't control yeah. the crowd reactions at WrestleMania like you can on the Thunderdome.
0: Bobby Lashley could have easily gone to WrestleMania. If the plans are for Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania for the championship, Bobby Lashley could have easily gone in there as a contender.
1: Then what do you do with the minutes of the belt, uh, the briefcase? Just now it's a good way to get it over with, get it out of the way.
0: A- a- after, after WrestleMania. After WrestleMania, he still had time. There's a lot of stuff they could have done with it. I, I don't necessarily know why they yeah. bum-rushed it right now for him to be champion only for him to lose right away. This just just doesn't make sense to me at all.
1: Drew McIntyre, just, Bobby Lash, I never saw him like Miz beating them. No. So just get it out of the way. They they never want to give the Miz a championship belt any, another significant run anyway. Just get it out of the way. Don't have to deal with it anymore. He's champion. He's the first ever two time Grand Slam champion. Congratulations to him. So enjoy it while last. it lasts. I knew I knew all, the writing was on what? the wall when I saw the I posted it on Instagram the the side plates aren't even like his side plates. <sighs> I'm just enjoying it while I can. I got another so,
0: one. So he's losing so, at Raw, you think? Losing at Raw or fast lane?
1: I mean, Raw makes sense, but then I figure something might happen here and go in the fast lane.
0: Because Drew McIntyre is going to be there at Raw. Huh. So you got, you got to think somehow it's going to interfere. You know, be wrestling is going to be a triple threat because Miz does get he – does, he does then get uh, a rematch.
1: They don't do those no more. No, I think it's going to be the tag team, the Bad Bunny thing. Might be a triple threat right. at lane.
0: I, I let us in with that. Yeah. This is just...
1: Might uh, be a triple threat at lane.
0: I'm really not loses. a fan of this. I'm really not a fan of this booking. I I, I'm, I'm, I really don't to, like to shit on booking, but this is horrible booking.
1: Booking you, bro. And
0: it's no disrespect to Bad Bunny or Damian Priest. Like, you know, hey, listen. If Bad Bunny is taking his training seriously and he's being easy to work with, yada, story, yada. Right? Yeah. Like, if that's a story and they're, and they're sticking to it, awesome. So be it. Good for him. But, like... I, th- I think my whole question is why have The Miz cash in at Elimination Chamber for him to lose like that when you could have just – I don't know. They, they, this just doesn't make sense. Is someone's contract up? Is a Miz's contract up? No. They just want to get over with? Like,
1: Why have Zack Ryder win at WrestleMania only for him to lose the next night? Some things are unexplainable.
0: You know? Touche.
1: And usually my guys get the fucking blunt end of it, but
0: uh... – he stopped liking guys who are good. Then,
1: yeah, what an asshole I am, right?
0: <laughs> You're such a dick.
1: I'm gonna start liking Mark so, 1 now.
0: I don't know why I had to go there. You know, words hurt, buddy. Words hurt. Okay. Uh, moving on here. So Dave Meltzer, Uncle Dave, my boy, Dave, contro- my boy, not really my boy, uh, creating a lot of controversy here over Twitter. Uh, you know, he's been. It's been labeled as being biased towards AEW before, but like now it's hit like a whole new level. When he went on to say that he believes the AEW dark shows are better than the SmackDown, uh, what do you make of this, buddy? Do you think these reactions are a little overblown? Like Twitter's going nuts over this, saying Melser lost mind, yada yada. Why, why are we making such a big deal out of this?
1: Uh, because it's ridiculous to say that AEW dark is better than SmackDown. SmackDown has been fantastic as the A show right now, hitting on all uh,
0: cylinders. Uh, okay, so I have to say for the last few weeks and mind you i have not watched AEW dark uh i'm I'm aware of the show exists i'm aware of some of the talent that go on there and some of them are people that we know from the indie uh from indie level and happy for them kudos but i have to say smackdown has not been a hit for me lately it really hasn't don't don't know what you're watching i I don't know what you're watching too what makes smackdown so great as of late
1: everything beginning to end all storylines hitting everyone in the ring is doing a great job Every storyline is it? I think everything's just clicking. I'm like, okay, beginning to end.
0: Disagree. Disagree. I, I think there is just. I, I feel like there's just like minor things in there that are interesting. Like Roman Reigns, for example, is like definitely the most interesting thing about SmackDown. Uh, same with like the Edge and Dana Bryan, what which went on there. The whole Bianca Belair Sasha Banks thing is not clicking yet. Something feels off about it. Really? Not
1: even Reginald? Not a fan not of Reginald? Reginald.
0: It's just not clicking. Uh, the tag team division, forget about it. What's
1: most shows there, across the board? The rest about. of the
0: women's division, forget about it. Uh, there, there's not really a lot going on over there, man. Apollo Cruz is pretty interesting, I'll say that.
1: Yeah, that was great. Like, okay, wow, some character to Apollo Cruz finally.
0: But I think that, that, that's it. Kind of stops right there. You know, it's not necessarily hitting on all cylinders. I'm going to get into that later, by the way. But I don't know. Going back to Dave Meltzer, I, I think. Listen. You have your own opinion. You think SmackDown's great, for example. All right, kudos. Thanks. That's that's you. That's what you think. I, I don't I, I disagree with you, but that's my own opinion. This is the thing about wrestling, and I have said this before to someone else, I forgot who I said it to, but uh, wrestling I think is on a form of art. It's performing arts. You know, and the thing about art is, you know, everyone's got an opinion about it. You know, opinion doesn't necessarily mean it's a fact. Doesn't necessarily mean it's true. And I think that's a hard thing for people to grasp in today's age. But Dave Meltzer, as much as I disagree with him a lot, you know, he is a critic. You know, this is just strictly his opinion. He's entitled to it. And guess what? He makes a living off this, so of course he's going to throw some controversial shit out there because it gains him attention. Everyone's sheep; they're falling for it.
1: Hmm. I agree to disagree with him. All right, That's his opinion, like you said. Okay, why do I care? Okay, congratulations. Everyone has an opinion. Some are that's wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I said I, you said you just said it yourself. I haven't even watched AEW Dark. Doesn't seem like it's a storyline based show.
0: No, I, it doesn't seem like it's a storyline based show. It seems it's more about just like the action, getting people over. Uh, it might be even more of like a scouting thing for AEW because you know there are times when someone goes to AEW Dark and next thing you know they're in dynamite, and next thing you know they're they're on dynamite for a couple of weeks in a row. Uh, so I think it's more of like a scouting process for them, which is cool. I, again, I think that's awesome. Uh, I'm more invested into storylines than anything else. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily like matches just to watch for the sake of having a match. That's my own personal taste, but there are plenty of people out there that just all they want to watch is in-ring action and they don't necessarily care about entertainment and it actually bores them. Yeah. So, But teaching, there are so many different types of wrestling fans out there. We're all not going to agree because you like what you like. Which is why it's
1: great to be a wrestling fan
0: now. You have something for everybody. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. At the same time, it's just so toxic, I think, at times, because like no one respects anyone's opinion. I, I don't necessarily think that's just wrestling, but I, I think that's just everyday life nowadays. Like, I, People don't know the difference between an opinion and a fact anymore. Hmm. You're not talking about uh, Washington, D.C., are you? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm talking from that standpoint. I'm talking from even in the sports standpoint, man. You, you just see it all the time. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. Let's... Let's all just take a break. I, I think everyone needs to have that, that special $20 brownie I had in Atlantic City, at a BCW show. Like, you just need to calm down. Hmm. But anyway, buddy, that's all the news I have this week. Not a whole lot uh, that went on. Do you have anything else, buddy, to go over?
1: I think you pretty much covered everything, Mark. It's a little week, but uh, you covered it. Good job.
0: Thank you. But uh, before we move on to the TV, we, I do have a clip to play for you. Hollywood's corner is oh, back. I thought we uh, this I thought we talked about
1: this. Like we're not you're gonna change the name. No, I'm not. It's, changing the it's, name, a, it's name, a horrible that name. That horrible name.
0: Again, that's your opinion. I respect your opinion, no, but you I no, disagree. Don't. No, you don't. I respect everyone's opinion, Putty. I'm, okay. I'm not a jackass. But one. Whatever. Rick Recon, very special friend to the Hollywood Assassin. Here, part of the Saturation Squad, is a guest in the second edition of Hollywood's Corner. Putty play the clip. Simon Gotch, I would say, probably was they, he was a spark to really revamping who Rick Recon was as, hmm. the suburb, as the 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 American assassin, whatever, like, he was the guy that was like, stop thinking in the box, stop, stop thinking so cookie cutter with everything, you know, stop doing things off of uh, just reflex, the same dance that everybody else does, you hmm. know, and he, the whole, like, Oh, tackle drops and hip toss, leaf frog, body slam, drop kick—bullshit. Like, the, yeah, you can do it in your sleep. Like, everybody's seen this already a thousand times. Like, if you're gonna do it, do it differently. Just and he also taught me like to like think outside the box in terms of like actually fighting, grappling, mat-based wrestling. Like, it's not a you know to put it to put it nicely and politely. It's not a fucking dance. All right. So that is Rick Recon talking about Simon Gotch. He talks a lot more about the vets that he's worked with. Plus, he talks about his next role as part of the Satyajan Squad and where we go from here. And he has some pretty harsh words for Darius Carter as well. So it's something you don't want to miss. It airs this Tuesday on YouTube, 9 o'clock in the morning, is when it premieres. Be sure to stay tuned.
1: out Rossing, no A on YouTube.
0: Thank you for that,
1: buddy. You ready to talk about some TV this week?
0: Sure. Let's get into it. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. All right,
1: Marcus. Uh,
0: what's your takedown of the week this week? You know, I'm going for something different this week. I'm going to do something I normally don't do. I want to talk about NXT as a whole. Okay. I, this is the first time, I have to say, I, I can't remember when I could I could talk about a show like this, where from beginning to end, it all just hit. I was glued from every single storyline, every single character, and everyone that they were doing. They were all just performing at in, in a high level, and it had me invested all the way through. Um, you know, Cameron Grimes, his character, working with the Million Dollar Man gimmick, I thought it was hilarious. Gargano with way. Uh, Dexter Loomis, uh, Karen Cross. That match was incredible. Even, the, uh, even that segment they had with MSK, that, that uh, the video package, yeah. I, I thought it was incredible. I, every every single person just absolutely crushed it on that show for NXT. It, it leads me to think, you know, why why are we not seeing that on Raw and SmackDown? You know, NXT, and it was two hours. I, I have always said Raw could probably benefit going down an hour. But, you know, SmackDown is two hours and I, I don't necessarily feel like I'm connecting with every single storyline, every single character from start to finish. You know, you have moments here and there on SmackDown, but not every level uh, makes me think what is going on. What's the what's the disconnect? People in charge. Mm. Is that it? Absolutely. Triple H?
1: Absolutely. Hands down. People in charge. Triple H knows what you want to see. He knows the competition's going on. He knows what pieces to put in place and uh you're doing a great job by it. I've often said on the show NXT has been a great beginning to end week in and week out. It's just amazing. Talk about a couple weeks ago how their in-ring product is fantastic and we don't know why it's not getting the ratings over AEW whose their in-ring product is not on the same level as NXT is.
0: And you know what's so what's funny actually so there, there are people I know that have been trying to get me to watch nxt for a while and say the nxt is the best product out there blah 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 And i'm just like all hey, right calm down there guy calm down and like i'm watching it now and, and i'm agreeing with her just saying like oh no is like horrible now it's not the same yada yada like you know they're going for like more entertainment stuff now it's like well what's wrong with that yeah do they watch the matches
1: that, the matches are fantastic
0: the matches are fantastic, but they're also telling a story in there. They're telling a story along the way in there. even the, the whole thing with Zia Lee w- w- is awesome. Like you know, I, I'm really invested. in the character like well, you know, what the fuck is going on with that mysterious person there in the ramp? Like there's just so much that's going on. You don't know what
1: who that is. Do you
0: know? Do you know who that is?
1: They explained it like three weeks ago. It's, wow, I should watch NXT more, Body. It's pretty fantastic.
0: Whoa, go, go on, go on, talk to me.
1: I don't remember her name. It's the daughter of some former ancient Chinese. Like who were the people in charge of the Chinese Empire? Emperors. The that's the was a former like daughter of a Chinese emperor. It's him and his son, and things are about to change. So his son turns on the father and kills the father to take control. Then the daughter has to come back to avenge her father's death and getting the strength to beat her brother and his army. She gets like a curse put on her. And that's who that lady is.
0: That's awesome. See, I I think I missed that week, obviously, but that that's awesome. There's um, a
1: whole story they told, weaved with cartoon and like effects, and everything it was great.
0: See, it's just fucking telling a story, man. I think that's awesome.
1: I don't and, remember her name, that's but stuff, uh, yeah.
0: That's that's stuff that you don't see in say. And again, I have to talk about that package from MSK. Totally emotionally invested in them. I want to see them fucking dominate the division now.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they
0: will. They're they're talented enough to do it. They're charismatic enough to do it. I hope to see an NXT. I hope they don't go to the main roster, honestly. Yeah, right. Um, but then, like, you know, you hardly see that anymore. The, the one exception I would have to say uh, with the main roster I'm talking about, uh, Apollo Crews to that promo tonight on on SmackDown. Yeah. You know, that was a good, that was probably the best promo he's ever cut. And, and it, it seemed like it was coming from like a, a, a real place, you know, talking about, you know, his heritage, his background. And I was like, okay, all right. Uh, this is this a heel promo? But I feel like it's kind of like a face promo because I'm I'm digging this. I, I feel what you're saying here. I think that's the difference, though. You're talking about Triple H, and I do agree with you with that. I you see the NXT talent, or or any any storyline that's hitting, and you see like the players in there, they're they're invested into it. They're they're enjoying it, and you know because of that, we're enjoying it. Do you do you think maybe in the main roster, there are a lot of people are just not necessarily feeling the storyline or the character, and it's just that's why it's not translating.
1: Nothing's just too rigid. Here's a script. You got to follow it verbatim. Do this. Here's a time spot. Bing, bang, boom. There's like, there doesn't seem to like too much leeway for conversation on the main roster.
0: No, none. And I just feel like there's just so much more they can do. I mean, clearly they're doing NXT and it's just, they're not doing it on the main roster for whatever reason. Um, it's a shame really. because It shows that they have the capability of doing it, but they're not. Yeah. And it's just too, Talk too it- many Talented people on that roster all throughout. I think that, that they're just completely wasting.
1: Thought about a couple months ago when they did that video package with Raquel Gonzalez and uh, Ray Ripley. Like that, yeah. we need to see yeah. that stuff more often in the main roster, but we're not because they don't care to invest too much in that. The main I roster. would
0: rather I would rather a video package than some shitty match thrown together that no one's going to care about. Yeah, you know because there there are enough talented people on there. Instead of like throwing that match away. You know, maybe invest in the characters so maybe we can see that match down the line and there for it to actually mean something.
1: Totally agree.
0: I don't know. But that's logic and that, that goes out the window nowadays. So yeah. Maybe I'm the dumb one. I don't know. Putty, <laughs> <laughs> what about you, man? What was your takedown of the week?
1: The three most entertaining letters in sports entertainment. NXT. That what should have been the main event carrying cross or Santos Escobar. I mean it started out hot right away in the parking lot. We haven't seen too many parking lot brawls recently.
0: I was thinking that too. Yeah,
1: it was a different vibe. Then he had them go into the arena. I just thought it was a uh, very, very good match. They were just brawling nonstop for like 15 minutes, no rest holes. It was just straight up brutal down I think one of his best matches in NXT. Talking about carrying Cross,
0: I would agree. And Cross looked like an absolute beast. Yeah, they took out three men most
1: times. Yeah, they,
0: they built him very, very strong. I I have, I have the, that's this man. I mean, obviously he's going to the main roster soon. Like, who, who is he going to be? Is he, is he better built as a face or a heel? Like, well, how are the fans going to react to when they, when his fans back?
1: He's going to be presented as a heel, but the fans will probably cheer him because his, his entrance is just so cool. His character's cool. His move cool. I think the fans are going to get behind him.
0: Everything about him is just cool.
1: Smoking hot girlfriend. Like he, you know what I'm saying?
0: He he, good he is a good, yeah yeah. I mean, he's he really has all the tools to Damn be right. the guy over there at WWE. My only hope is, like, you know, we've talked about what they do with faces a lot of times in the main roster. Uh, they they kind of, like, you know, water it down to character. They kind of make it hokey. I, I really hope they don't do that. Just keep carrying across the seam, no matter heel or face, and people get behind them.
1: Yep, totally great. And I, uh, I don't think... This one they can fuck up. They have to do something really extreme to fuck this guy up on the main roster.
0: It sometimes though, it does seem like they try. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> Mike McGillicuddy. Oh my god, what oh, horrible gimmick that was! He never had a chance.
0: No, but apparently, apparently that was his call though. Really? Didn't that was that. I th- that was his call. I think because he didn't want to. He didn't want to go off the heading name. He went and make a name for himself. So he went off his, uh, I think it was his maiden name, uh, his mom's maiden name, the oh. Horrible idea for, on his part. You know, yeah. like, look at Charlotte Flair. I mean, not a lot of people are calling her uh, Ric Flair's daughter anymore. They, they recognize her as Charlotte Flair.
1: Going back to what you talked about, uh, I think I mentioned like two weeks ago too, Cameron Grimes. Oh, my God, killing it. It's just killing it. What a great, great promos or vignettes he was doing this week. Oh, man. That was that was, was awesome.
0: I was laughing my ass off with those, man. I'm not going to lie. Uh, his own little take of Ted DiBiase. <laughs> so I, I,
1: I heard him, like, he offered the guy money to drive a little basketball 10 times. I'm like, isn't that what the million dollar man did? Like, are they are they really going to copy this? And they were smart enough to realize, wait, you mean like the million dollar man did? I'm like, nice. Yeah. And they put their own spin on it. It was like, fantastic.
0: No, and it, was, it was funny. It was fun to see. I think they were having fun with it, too, all of them. You can't hate on that. Karen Grimes, man, I feel like uh, I feel like he's like another version of Elias, if you will. Okay. I, I feel like this is a dude that would work on Monday Night Raw. Like instantly like that. Like this character.
1: This character. The, the Million Dollar Man character type.
0: Totally. 1,000%. Yeah. Because it's more entertainment based. I can understand why they keep on NXT right now. Because like, I think NXT does need to blend. Because at one point, I do feel like it was just like two like action based not a whole lot of storylines it was just like just in your face action okay and they do need more character work and someone like that um karen grimes definitely works there with that but yeah i can see him making that push to raw pretty much right away with that same character
1: i'm just wondering if this is this his new character or we'll we eventually see him run out of money
0: i was thinking that too i think
1: i'd be broke cameron i would he lost two thousand dollars this week
0: yeah i wouldn't be surprised if he lost money. That,
1: the whole another side of to this character
0: Oh, that would be great, though.
1: Cameron Grimes, gold. And it's going back to NXT. Uh, surprising, this was the main event. What do you think about the um, Adam Cole apology promo?
0: I almost forgot to bring that up. I mean, there's just, again, there's just so much that happened on NXT that, like, and not to say that that got lost in translation there, but it was just, like, it was just such a damn good show. But, yeah, I mean, Adam Cole, he's another main event player. I'm not even just talking about NXT. I mean, this, this guy is obviously game prime to go into the main roster as well at some point this year, breaking away from Undisputed Era. I think that's a smart move. Uh, I don't necessarily know how Undisputed Era would do as a whole going to the main roster, but Adam Cole is definitely ready. He was born ready. Uh, he's definitely going to be that guy. And I think this is a great way for him to separate from that, have a little bit of a storyline, then eventually, boom, make that switch.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised that was the main event. That, okay, coming off that great match from Karrion Cross. Like, oh, it's almost, nine, it's almost 10 o'clock. I guess it's, the show's over. And uh, no, I was wrong. But yeah, what a great promo. Undisputed, ever It's officially over. It's something people have been calling for. Not calling for, but kind of saw coming for the last what, almost a year now. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I said Adam Cole's time in NXT is probably going to be wrapping up soon. He's probably win the title, have a title feud briefly, wrap up the whole Undisputed everything, and then probably give it to Kyle O'Reilly and then move up to the main roster.
0: You know, uh, touching about the whole faction thing, I do have to kind of bring this back to my interview with Rick Recon. You know, Rick Regan actually does talk a bit about the whole faction thing, about the, the about the you know, what makes a good t- faction and when it's time to call it quits with them. Yeah, um, it's a tough call. So definitely t- be on the lookout for that on Tuesday when it comes out. Uh, very informative, a lot of knowledge in there. And uh, again, a lot of tough words, too. You
1: know, your boy Randy Orton there. You know, no, no comments, no two cents about what happened with Randy Orton this week?
0: Well, with the Venom. <laughs> the black blood, what the fuck that was? You know, I don't necessarily know what to make of that. You know, part of me is thinking, like, huh, oh, well, that's something new. But then part of me is also thinking, it's a little too much. Like, is, is that. I don't necessarily know. I mean, good promo by Randy Orton, by the way. Yeah. Very good promo, as always. I mean, I, the dude does a phenomenal job. Um, I don't know. It's kind of torn on that. I, I, again, I'm still curious what, what happens next. I'm still invested into the storyline. But, you know, I. I, I Honestly, I have to say that wasn't the thing that impressed me the most about Raw. I, if I want to talk about Raw right now, I want to talk about Charlotte Flair's promo against her father. Yeah, poor Ric Flair. Dude, that, that was probably Charlotte Flair's best promo. There was a lot of passion behind it, it was very believable. But, you know, at the same time, dude, it does make me think, you know, where is this going? Are we seeing the last of Ric Flair uh, in this story the storyline? What happens next?
1: I'm happy they uh, said on air. That he's not the father of that baby. That's good.
0: Yeah. No, that was good. That was good.
1: I do kind of feel bad for Ric Flair because I know he wanted to come back. He wants to be on TV. He wants to be in the spotlight. He wants probably a paycheck. And uh, this didn't work out this time. So I don't know if the future holds for Ric Flair. But then you see what happened with Asuka. So this is probably the beginning of the official Charlotte Flair heel turn. and Which I'm cool because she's much better at a heel than a face.
0: I don't necessarily agree with that. Uh, I uh, Completely, I should say. This didn't feel like a heel moment for Charlotte. This felt actually more face than anything. Like for the first time ever, we've talked about this before in the past with Charlotte Flair, like why people don't like her just because she's always, she kind of has that John Cena build, you know, being like untouchable. She's on top of the world. She's Superman or Superwoman in this case. And people can't relate to that at all. You know, Charlotte Flair has really yet to struggle in WWE. And here we are, for the first time ever, we're seeing her really struggling, you know, because her she's being distracted by her father and what's going on with Lacey Evans and whatnot. It's bringing her down. And you see her have that emotional moment with her father. I'm digging it, and I think a lot of fans are digging it because you can relate to that. She's she's going from like a normal human being. So I kind of want to see more of that. I want to see what happens next. I don't necessarily want to see her go turn heel. You know, I as much as I think she's the best in the division and she could definitely have a great match with Asuka and she definitely deserves to be champion time and time again. I honestly know if I, if I want to see her right now in the championship hunt, I want to see what happens next with her and her father there. If it leads to that championship opportunity, great. So be it. I don't necessarily know how that's going to work, but I want to see more of this story.
1: Yeah, I think your father done though. So let's see what happens. I mean, I, I hope her father comes back. I'm a fan of her Flair.
0: I don't it- necessarily think it's, I don't think it's over. I don't, I don't necessarily think so. Really, we'll see what happens. No, just just the way they left off. Like I, I, I just, I don't necessarily see it like that.
1: That is all I have for TV, Mark. Anything else you want to talk about?
0: I will say this about Impact. Okay. You know that match, the six man tag match with Josh oh. Alexander, Trey Miguel, the X Division, Billy yeah. Mack, into Black Torus, Torus, Chris Bay, and Ace Austin. That six man match, phenomenal. That was phenomenal, man. That That is great in-ring action right there. It, for the people out there that are only really interested in in-ring action, don't necessarily care about storyline or whatever, you have to watch this match. And I think those are the same people, actually, that shit on Impact.
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: it's such a great alternative to WWE. I, I don't think really people give Impact a chance. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't get it, man. Why are they still sleeping on Impact?
1: Stigmata. Even, yeah. that, even that main event... What a coming out party for Jake something? I just loved. That. I just oh, thought, Jake, I thought, Jake, he did, Jake, thought he did Jake, great.
0: Jake something looked great. Moose, Moose really brought it.
1: I'm sorry, what was that? You cut out there. Can you repeat that? Listen,
0: man, I, I, I I'm going to say, man, Moose brought it. Oh, Moose yeah. is performing very well. It's another week where I'm saying, oh, good, good job, Moose. I dig it. Yeah, I dig right. What you're doing. But, but now you know, the I,
1: TNA Heavyweight Championship is now an official title. I'm like, what does that mean now?
0: But with with Impact, I mean, like, does it hit on all cylinders all the time? No. Has it before? Yes. Um, are, it are, 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 there, are there good moments? Are there very good moments on there? 1,000%. And, like, again, if if you like good action in the ring, uh, all six of these guys phew, lights out.
1: Yeah. And even that first match, the, the table match between Jake something and uh, Diener. Again, that's just, yeah, I think, that I was think a solid. all the in-ring matches this week were pretty good.
0: That was a solid tables match. Indeed. All right, Mark, time to get some go-home thoughts. What do you got for me this week? Well, Punny, I've been rehearsing this play called The Little Dog Laughed for the last couple months. And now it looks like we're officially going to be recording this coming week uh, for it to be out there for people to watch. And I'm very excited for it, man. To finally get this show out there. We've been busting our asses for a long time. Uh, We're doing some, like, marketing for it. But it's... It's been a fun ride because of the fact that, like, I've only I only know one actor in this personally. Everyone else I've never met before, and we've all just been rehearsing through Zoom, even with the director I've never met. Uh, so it's it's interesting to try to get that chemistry and, and build the characters together through that. Uh, um, but we've been doing it, man. So it, it's been fun.
1: So it's going to be a play on Zoom.
0: It's a virtual play, yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be pre recorded and uh it's it's we're gonna launch it at uh, another date i forgot what uh, i don't think we actually pinned down the date for that yet
1: so is there like but costumes we're recording like, this week is it gonna be am i gonna watch you in front of like a white wall in your apartment Are uh backdrops
0: fake zoom no so basically like i'm gonna tidy up the background because it, it does have like you have to like see the play for it to understand it does give you like more of like a feel if we did show a white backdrop, it'd take you kinda of out of that. But yeah, there would be I'd be in wardrobe, there would be props and whatnot. So cool. Yeah, cool. man, I'm excited. Good luck. Thank you, man. Three more likes
1: on Mash.com this week, Mark. Three more fucking likes. Unfucking believable.
0: <laughs> fucking hate this fucking stupid thing. So people would get excited normally for getting likes. Yeah, Mark. For people that missed it last week, tell 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 them why you're you're upset about this. Our live show, yeah,
1: Mark. I subscribed to Match.com a couple months ago. I canceled my subscription. Then they lured me in. Well, you know, we'll give you three months for pay for one month. We'll give you two months free. Mark, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a deal. I had to take that up. So for those four months, I'll get a handful of likes, Mark. You know, online dating, Mark, is a really self esteem killer. Just such such a such a guttural punch to the nuts makes you feel like shit about yourself. And so, what happens, Mark? I'm tired of it, Mark. I had enough, so I canceled my subscription. They try to lure me with another banging deal, three months for the price of one. Stood my ground, Mark. Declined it. And the day after my subscription lapsed I get two likes. Next day, I get another one. And this week, I got what, what did I just say? Two or three more likes this week, and I can't fucking see who they are because I don't pay for it. Where were these likes when I was paying for the stupid fucking thing? It's a scam, huge a scam. scam. Fucking a. <sighs> frustrated. Also frustrated. I got the letter for the vaccine. Okay. Can't find one anywhere. Unbelievable. <laughs> go on the. What web- do you mean? Go on the website, try to make it, try to find a spot that's doing like giving out the vaccine, oh. and there is none available
0: by me. No, I know. You, you like my sister in law hit refreshed for like an hour straight to to get one.
1: It's fucking rough.
0: Like it, you, you have to just like. You just have to really delegate a lot of time to it. My my mom finally just got an appointment for April though.
1: Yeah, no, it's nuts. It's crazy. And there's one website that brings you to, I'm not sure if it's Walgreens or like the other one, and it tells you, oh, why do you need the vaccine? So it's like put my reasoning in because it gives me an option. I click that option, and they go like, oh, you're not eligible for the vaccine. Bitch, I got a fucking two letters. <laughs> one one doctor said he give me a letter. He did not give me the letter. So I went to the, my doctor's appointment. I told him, he gave me a letter. He gave me the letter. And when I got home, the other letter was there. So I got
0: two letters now. And it can't find it. And both weren't good enough. Yeah.
1: Oh, man. That's
0: bush league. Fucking sucks. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So. You definitely, of all people, deserve, you You deserve uh, the vaccine.
1: Went to the kidney doctor on my birthday. Um, Happy birthday. Yeah, great. Fantastic. My numbers are going down. Still, we're still we're going in the right direction, so it's good. But she might get the exactly. vaccine, get some peace of mind.
0: Dude, I can't wait to get the vaccine. I I just I need to get the fuck out of here. I'm done with Yonkers.
1: I know two people. I know a friend of mine got the Pfizer vaccine, and she was sick for like four or five days.
0: Yeah, so my wife was. Uh, she was sick for like a good like twelve hours. I want to say
1: Pfizer. She was sick
0: for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she got Pfizer.
1: So my father got the Pfizer vaccine. And he's in a nursing home right now. He got sick with COVID. So, I'm like, okay. So, I was talking to my friend of mine, the guy who comes over. I was telling him about it. He goes, "Oh, don't tell me that. I have. I'm, t- I'm going to take the Pfizer vaccine." I'm like, oh, oops. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Saw him the other day. He took the Pfizer vaccine and took it no problem. So again, it's also like not only does COVID affects you differently, the vaccine affects you differently. It's like, oh my god.
0: Well, no, like a a lot of people that I I talked to that got the Pfizer vaccine, like they, they felt like flu-like symptoms for like half a day and then they were fine afterwards. It hits everyone differently though, because I know other people that got the uh, Pfizer vaccine, they were fine, no matter what. You know, but it's the same as the flu. It's a flu vaccine.
1: I hate shots. I I hate shots, Mark. Except. uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Except the alcohol type, you know, shot of wrestling.
0: <laughs> Cheers to that. So, the well, medication, listen, the medication yeah. I'm taking, right? Yeah.
1: It's done intravenously through an IV. I have to stop it now as a precaution because it would happen with my kidneys.
0: Mm, okay.
1: I'm going to take a new medication, Mark. The first dose is through intravenous. Okay. Yay. Great. Then from there, it's two shots to my stomach. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Every two months. Oh, God. I'm like, I told the doctor, you're doing this, right? Because I'm not fucking doing this. He goes, yeah, you have to come in here and do it. I'm like, oh, okay, good God. So, shots. Speaking of shots, mine done. <laughs> Where can people find you, Mark? I need some more.
0: Uh, they can go to my website, yourfavoriteactor.com. All my social media links are on there.
1: And also, uh, your boy, at Michael J. Putty's one to watch in 2021 in the Indies, the cyborg assassin himself, Rick Recon. Is your guest on Hollywood's Corner name pending on YouTube? Shutter Wrestling, no way. Definitely check it out. Can't wait to watch it. But I've been your host at Mach J Party. Until next week. Putty up. Hey baby, I hear the bell ring in hip tosses and body slams. Oh my. And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. Ha ha, ha, ha.